Blog Talk Radio. This episode of the Christcast has not been edited. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he had said. Matthew 28, verse 5. Right, this is not a test. It's the real thing. It's two generations with one mission. It's the Christcast 2020. My name is Jason Dias alongside Kiki Culpepper. And we're so glad you could join us. Now listen, if you listen to the show normally, we still want you to listen. Yeah. Yes, but we want you to share this show with people the shareable episode almost. Yeah, so you share all like, of them if you want. If you listen to this episode, share it with three other people that you know, whether yeah. they're Christian or non-Christian. Especially if they're non-Christian. And uh, the first thing we want to say about the Easter for Skeptics, which is the name of the episode today, We're is that... We're going straight into yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so, it does not make you a bad person if you have doubts about God or anything. Anything, yeah. Um, death is permanent for most people. You go to a funeral... For most. Well, yeah, for most people, uh, except one... And it's hard to imagine. I've, I've, I don't know. I think it's because of all the life changes coming up in my life with my son graduating. I've had a lot of dreams about the war in 1991. And I was on the highway of death. And I've seen death up close. And you don't see people coming back from that. And so it's normal to say, wait a minute. It's hard anybody to come back to life. How does that even work? But... Jesus is not just your normal man. He's all man and all God. He's the living son of God. He's the reincarnation of God himself. He's not a normal person. He can do what he wants. God created the earth we're standing on. So it's like, why couldn't he just like raise one person from the dead of all people? Exactly. And I understand that if you are a skeptic, you go off to college, your professors will point out things to you. You can do all kinds of research. And um, there are some reasons that people have doubts, and we're going to be very honest about them. And the Gospels do have some differences in their accounts of the risen Christ. For instance, Mary notes Jesus Jesus appearing to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene near the tomb. Yeah, Matthew notes that. And the original manuscripts of Mark that go way back... Um, don't even mention an appearance of Christ at, at the tomb, but rather an angel telling the women at the tomb that the disciples would see him in Galilee. And in, in the book of Luke it, Luke, it talks about the risen Christ appearing to two disciples and not even the women at all, right. to Amasis, and later to a larger group of followers in Jerusalem, Jerusalem and Bethany. Yeah, on the, in fact, you'll hear people say, I go to Emmaus Christian Church or something like that, on the road to Emmaus. Meanwhile, in the non-synoptic gospel, the gospel of John recounts an appearance to Mary Magdalene outside the empty tomb as well as the famous story, one of my favorite scenes in the Bible, um, the appearance of Jesus by the Sea of Galilee while the disciples were fishing. And they and they realize it's him and they jump out of the boat at a time when most people can't swim. Yeah. And, and well, they're fishermen. They, they're fishermen. they probably do know how to swim. Yeah. That's true. They probably do know how to swim. Um, but there's a reason for all of this. The, the gospel writers in the first century did not have cell phones, social media accounts, and calendars. However, but they all agree that Jesus was put to death on a cross, which is the most painful way to die. You're dying by suffocation yep. of your own body. He rose on the third day from the tomb that they put him in, covered in cloth and yep. spices, and rose again on the third day. And the tomb was empty once people got there. And that's what we're really going to talk about today because it had been so easy 
to, to cover all of this up when it first started. And that's an important mm. point of transition about actually, where all of this started. Um, uh, it, we talk about where the Christian church started. The Christian church started in Jerusalem, and both the Romans and the Jews were fed up with the followers of Jesus because they, at that point they were just a nuisance. <laughs> they, they were a nuisance, troublemakers. So they were just like converting everyone, saying this like, "Oh, Jesus is the true king, not Caesar." Yep. Romans, it's like Caesar is your god. You don't believe in anything else. So it's kind of like, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, this is the easiest place. You have to remember the the province of Judea. Uh, first of all, nobody in Rome had ever even really heard of the province of Judea. This is some out of the way place. It's um, not exactly the most famous portion of the Roman Empire in those days. It was kind of seen if like Pontius Pilate was sent out there as almost like a, a cruddy a job. Yeah, it's like, oh man, i got to go out to Judea. Gosh, oh, this is it. not such a great gig. But it would have been so it would have been so easy. And it's uh, the last place that you would have, or the easiest place to shut this down had it been a hoax. And it would have been easy to do. because yeah. it would have been easy to cover up. Yeah. Except I mean, for rising of the dead yeah. him appearing <laughs> and for instance Kiki you wear a uniform every day to school right the, yes. the infuriating colors the green of the New Braunfels Christian Academy but in the first century when Jesus rolled into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday he wasn't wearing a tuxedo and a pair of black and white checkered vans he Ooh. looked he, he looked sharp I'm sure but Fresh. he he looks like everybody else in a tunic and a beard and if they had wanted to they could have easily found somebody else put him in the tomb and they said hey they could have put somebody else exactly. much more good looking yeah they could have done anybody in there and in fact the Jews accused his followers who were not following him not of stealing his body and shared the story for hundreds of years but never denied the tomb was in fact empty it's like that t- that stone was about three tons. <laughs> yes, I had to study this in Bible, so I know a bunch of facts about this. <laughs> well, lay them on it. <laughs> no, the stone was about three tons. So even with 12 followers, that's almost impossible to mm. move on your own. Yeah, and it's certainly... And where would you even hide a body? Yeah, where would you hide it? And, uh, of course, there were two body. Roman soldiers were there to guard the tomb. They were so worried about it. And there's something else to note about this. I, I have said before on show. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a priest. I'm not a theologian. I'm a historian. I apply everything that historical disciplines apply to things, witnesses and stuff like that. And one thing we do in history to validate a story is that people use things that are embarrassing to them. Embarrassing to yes. And one of the things that you would never do if you wanted to pass off a story that people would believe is let women talk about it, however... Because women were kind of the minority back then. In the first century, women could never give testimonies, even wealthy women, women who had power. They were denied rights because they were a lower class, as yep. I say in quotations. Yes. <laughs> she said, yes. Kiki doesn't buy that now. Uh, we're equals here. But um, in the first century, I mean, women, uh, you, when you read the, the things that are in the Talmud, the, the Jewish version of the Bible, it's, it, they say that women are not intellectually capable, um, that there's something wrong with you, you can't be trusted. Um, the last thing you would do, and yet the first witnesses of the risen Christ were women, and especially women. a 
mom and another woman who, no. especially who was a prostitute. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not doesn't make for a good story. It'd no. have been easy to quash it right there. Um, and then of course there is some of the things that you just can't make up. We've been doing our tour through the Bible. You go back to the Book of Genesis, and it says the, from the from the house of Judah the scepter will not part. And you have to remember, there's 400 years in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's a good gap. There's a huge gap there. And look at the symbolism. Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary, a new womb. He's buried in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. It's a new tomb. Sin starts in the Garden of Eden, and Jesus rises in the Garden to forgive all of our sins. And you just really can't make this stuff up. There's so many little details that back it up that you can't deny. And then the other thing is, um, if you, we're all familiar with um, Peter denying Christ three, three times. times. However, the, yeah. the apostles went from being cowards to be willing to die for the story of Jesus because they were all hiding in their little house <laughs> saying like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. But once Jesus rose, they were like, he's right, yeah. it's true. And they, and they, again, fulfilling a lot of the prophecies we've been reading here in the minor prophets, um, the, the shepherd is slain and the and the sheep will scatter. And they did. These guys, yeah. I mean, Peter, Mr. Tough Guy with the sword in the garden, Jesus? I never heard of him. Don't even know the guy. Uh, yeah. Jesus who? Yeah, I've never heard of this guy before. And so I've got to tell you something, folks. People will not die for a lie. No matter how good yeah. they believe yeah. it. And and the and the apostles, the disciples, and and, and next next school year we're going to do a whole show on the disciples. And never you never met twelve more mixed up, messed up dudes <laughs> in your life. But they went from being people that were kind of goofballs to what you're going to kill us for spreading this story. Go so right on ahead. We have no more fear Bet. of that. That's right. They were not even freaked out about it. And of course, we want to talk to you, those of you that have doubts. I mean, because the resurrection is the cornerstone of the Christian church. We want you to understand that. No one is excluded from a church. No one whatsoever. We are all sinners. We have all yeah. done bad things. We have. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we think we're perfect or we are perfect. We're just as messed just up as Just as messed you. up, yeah. Um, every church is a box of sinners, not a box of saints. But what we want to say to you on this Easter is that if you'll simply apply the same things that have kept you from believing in God, in Jesus, logic, science, history, geography, we hope you'll believe. Yeah. What we believe. Because that's the whole point of going to church yeah. is getting questions you have answered. That's right. And so um, to shut to close this out, I'm going to tell you exactly what Kiki and I believe. And it's a great, great um, thing that you can find in the Bible. A lot of people know this from church, but it is so succinct and so spot on. It's the Apostles' Creed. And I believe in God the Father Almighty. Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, where he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Hey, listen, folks, this is... um. Something we hope you'll you'll share with folks, and from my part, I'm making my stand right here in this little corner booth yeah. at Chick-fil-A with one season to go on the Christ cast. I think I've done everything I can, but it is important for those of you that are out there trying to convert family members and friends and inviting people to church, like a lot of people do at Easter, Yeah. don't get frustrated. Don't 
just go to church just because it's Easter. Yeah. yeah. Go more than once if you feel like it. Go to different churches. Find one that works for you. But to my Christian friends who work as hard as I do trying to convert the skeptics, there is one thing, that point that I'm getting to in my life, and it comes from Matthew 10, 14. And Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, Leave that home or town and shake off the dust off your feet. Yeah, I'm getting there a lot sooner than Kiki. Kiki's a little more patient than I am. I get a little more salty about this stuff than she does. I gave you that word one time yes, and now you now use, I use it, it every all week. the time because it is perfect. Is hey, it, listen. Is it annoying, <laughs> Evan? No. Uh, he doesn't hear me use it a lot. So he doesn't. He doesn't really get on my salty side very often. Hey, happy birthday, Logan! <laughs> Our good friend Logan from here at Chick Fil A at West Point Village. Hey, everybody. Even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, I want to tell you Happy Easter, Happy Easter, Annalisa. Happy Easter. And um, you've been listening to the ChristCast 2020. My name is Jason Dias, alongside Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. glory.